0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of Ask the CEO with Avraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. As a global executive in branding and creative design, her journey reflects over 15 years of influence and expertise in entrepreneurship, branding, and creative design. She specializes in brand leadership, content development, marketing, and design strategy for brands in fashion, art culture and technology a prior contributor to the huffington post and editor-in-chief of rain magazine she has become a consultant and trusted advisor to a number of brands seeking to penetrate new markets lead within those markets and engage their customers on a more intimate basis during her 10 plus year tenure with rain magazine She has interviewed some of the world's most innovative entrepreneurs, socialites, and leaders such as Mark Cuban, Nikki Hilton, Viscountess Emma Thin, Kendall Jenner, and Damon John to name a few. She also enjoys speaking as a guest lecturer for several institutions including Penn State University's Business School and Innovation and Entrepreneurship Program. It is my pleasure to welcome the one and only Nova Lorraine. Welcome, Nova.
1: Thank you so much. So happy to be here today.
0: I'm so happy to have you here. So Nova, tell me a little bit about Rain Magazine and the work that you do.
1: Well, Rain is a multimedia platform, and I initially started a little over 10 years ago um, to answer a need that I saw in the marketplace at the time. And being a designer and consultant when I launched Rain, I felt that there was a need for a publication that was truly committed to creative entrepreneurs, their journey. What it takes to inspire them keeping them engaged and connected with what's going on. So we serve as what I would call the Sherlock Holmes. Of what's new and rising in fashion culture and technology looking to uncover those gems around the world and connecting those talents and those brands with those that are seeking the most maybe other entrepreneurs investors partners or consumers.
0: And, you know, I could certainly connect with that as an entrepreneur and going on my own entrepreneurial journey. I would have loved to have a platform like that when I was going through it.
1: Yeah, you know, there are, thankfully, uh, a lot of conferences that have um developed over the years, and a few additional publications that target founders or startups um, beyond the Forbes and and the Entrepreneur Magazine and fast companies of the world. So that's really exciting. But there are a few that really go deep in terms of the needs and the lifestyle, which sort of overlap the creative entrepreneurs, those that are doing something innovative and unconventional in the areas of fashion art, travel, leisure, and also technology.
0: And, you know, I I find that interesting. You cover a very broad spectrum there, going from art on one end, fashion and art, to technology on the other end. How did all that come about?
1: Well, you know, what I found out is that, you know, our lifestyle and our day-to-day are one and the same. And we are, as it relates to creatives, we're using our gifts to create a lifestyle, and that spills into um, those things that others sort of look for and cherish. May it be what they do on their downtime, or on the weekends, or with their family, um, or things that just allow them to chill out. So, you know, when you're thinking about the restaurant, you are know, it's just like thinking about the founder of that restaurant. When you're thinking about the new app that allows you to scan and give your measurements to a company that'll create a custom shirt for you. You're not necessarily thinking about the founder behind that app. So it's, it's really an overlap with lifestyle technology and the creative
0: industries. Let's talk about the two ends of the spectrum. Uh, you know, fashion is an industry like any other And just like any other industry, it's got its share of problems. What are some of the challenges facing the fashion industry, which is being solved by technology?
1: Well, some of the obvious challenges that the lay consumer um, is aware of is retail. I mean, that's blatant. We are seeing and reading about brick and mortar stores closing um, every day. So that's one thing. The other issue is counterfeiting, especially as it pertains to the luxury market. And that's an area that I'm very familiar with and cover um, within rain. But um, new brands, unique brands, um, not just luxury brands, are trying to use technology to assist them just with keeping that under control and keeping the authenticity of their brand and their, the equity of their brand um, as high as possible. So counterfeiting is one thing. Also, ethical practices um we as a society are becoming more conscious and aware of the process um, that goes behind the development of the products that we're using on a day-to-day and we want to sleep at night in terms of knowing that um, children aren't being used unethically to produce these products dangerous materials aren't being used um, within these products that may harm us And so just having a transparent view of the process of uh, sourcing and production is being made available to us as well through technology. Also, personalization. There are so many more options for us as a consumer to purchase, especially with the increased growth of e-commerce and it's not going anywhere, it's not slowing down anytime soon. And... How do we select and stay true to a particular brand or store online? And those that are able to get a grasp of what technologies best suit them and how they can deliver more value to the consumer are those that are going to stand out and survive in the long haul. And so not just your bigger retailers such as Amazon, but even more importantly, your mom and pops, your startups. Um, They really have to stay ahead of technology and how they can use it to compete with everyone else in their industry, in their space. Uh, So personalization is one, and another is experience. You know, to get our dollars, to give us a reason to purchase, Um, more things (laughs) do we really need more things Um, more brands are having to take advantage of the uh, I would say the principles of psychology more and more and deliver an unforgettable experience from the beginning to the end and being able to better understand your consumer how they purchase how they live day to day and the user experience um, as it relates to our digital technology and how we obtain the information and how we also interact with the products that we want to purchase is also very important. So delivering great experiences, uh, helping with counterfeiting, cutting down on the development of just fake products, which dilute brands, creating more personalization and allowing us as a consumer to get products that better suit our needs. I also would say cutting down on costs and, and, and shortening production cycles um so there's many many ways there are many ways that technology is benefiting us um as a consumer and how we as creatives and especially within the fashion industry how we can utilize it to
0: deliver a better product so nova a lot of good points that you mentioned here um let's just take a a scenario right um here's a i mean here's a challenge that i know when it comes to online retail and as you know you know like you stated many of the brick and mortar stores are shutting down And people are shopping online more and more. And let's take somebody shopping for clothes, right? I mean, you can't just try it on when you're buying it online. What have you seen out there?
1: Well, I would say the use of augmented reality, bringing the physical world together with a virtual world, allowing individuals to overlay uh, digital images of either a variety of colors or styles or silhouettes or patterns and fabrics on top of whatever they're trying on and wearing to see what would better suit them without them physically having to do that also within retail shops you'll see some retailers taking advantage of digital mirrors that can do that that can allow the consumers in real time um Try on different things as well, not just through apps and and pushing buttons via their digital device. Bringing in the fashion show experience into the retail environment through augmented reality. Bringing in uh, customer service reps, client representatives, concierge individuals into the store with augmented reality where you have this digital image talking to you and servicing you and also providing a, a, a level of entertainment. Um, these are some ways that the the retailer is able to differentiate themselves. Also, using augmented reality to create custom products and to showcase the life cycle, the production cycle to the consumer as well. And that's something that you're going to see more and more of, made-to-order and mass customization, really taking advantage of AR within the retail space.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you're already going augmented reality, you can pretty much create anything on the fly. You know, that custom outfit, you can just create that with the, I will not even say touch of a button, just with the wave of a finger.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There is a company out of Italy that has produced an app that will allow you to design your own shoes in uh, augmented reality. And so you are choosing silhouettes, shapes, fabrics, colors, and once they have the measurement of your foot they're able to create this mold um, in digital form and then you could place that shoe uh, you can make an order and then within weeks you'll have a customized shoe so i think you're going to see that over time also be applied to clothing it's a little more difficult as you're dealing with different body types and shapes and things like that Um, but it will start initially in the accessories category and then eventually move into apparel
0: Wow. So let's take another topic. You know, a frequent topic on this show is AI, artificial intelligence. And AI is front and center in every single industry. What AI applications have you seen in fashion?
1: I think Amazon is one of the biggest examples that I can use and how they are able to aggregate so much data um, from their consumers and personalize the experience push certain products to them uh, as they visit their site time and time again and then follow them as they are doing other surfing or shopping online and a lot of companies are doing this but since so many people have (laughs) have experienced Amazon personally um, they could relate to this so big data Um, which has been a buzzword for years, is then boiled down to small bites of enriched information that allows a company to interpret that information and create a profile for each individual user. And that profile will showcase preferences and habits that will then give the brand the ability to present and or create product that is more suitable to that user. And we see that in all industries, um, but in fashion in particular, Amazon is a leader. And we are also going to see that in luxury brands, you know, giving more of a unique experience to individuals that are willing to pay for it. And so AI with the data collection and the personalization is also helping with cost cost savings, because if you're able to, better predict what that person is going to purchase or your consumer base. That's going to reduce inventory levels um, that wouldn't be needed and cost in terms of sizes that you may not necessarily need, fabrics or colors that may not be liked by your your, um, customer base. So it's not only helping the customer in their experience, it's also cutting costs um, for the brand as well and increasing revenue. Because as a consumer, if my favorite color is pink and I'm seeing more pink items to purchase, then I'm going to be more loyal to the brand that understands my true needs.
0: And Alexa already knows that pink is your favorite color. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) So I just have one question for you on this. How will AI handle the age old question, does this dress make me look fat? Right. (laughs)
1: there are software programs that are being developed that will grab information across platforms across the internet and deliver that to the consumer. So as long as the tool, the app, the software, it has the information, which is pulled from another source in terms of what a consumer likes. So if I, for example, um, somewhere have, have shared through a survey or a conversation that A-line dresses make me look fat and that's information that has been captured, then the AI program will pull everything but an, an A-line silhouette and show me everything except an A-line silhouette. So therefore I'm having a more pleasant, positive experience than be, seeing silhouettes that I personally feel um, are not going to add to my, my beauty or, or my self image.
0: Yeah, you know, AI, you put together the AI and augmented reality, and you pretty much have that, Um, you know, they're also developing these uh, body suits, you know, where you can get haptic feedback. So I imagine that that we're just a short hop away from when you could do real physical measurements online.
1: Absolutely, and there are microchips that are being placed in clothing. You have, um, oh, there's some really cool stuff that's coming down the pike. Um, But anyway, with with the chip technology, being able to gather information that way and feed that into a software program is really unique, especially as it relates to fashion and wearable technology. So those that are breaking barriers there are the companies that start more with the technology as opposed to the design. Uh, Traditionally, of course, your fashion products originated in the design studio or on a sketch in someone's um, kitchen or, or living room. It's starting in the lab or, you know, in um, a tech shop somewhere on someone's computer system, and then it is being introduced to design. So it's, it's going to be exciting these uh, coming years to see them merge more and more together when they're starting simultaneously. Because a lot of, the to- a lot of times you have really cool technology that's not adapted by the consumer because the design isn't appropriate to what a consumer would want. And so it's there, it exists. Um, It may be used by the military, for example, or diehard technologists, um, but not necessarily adapted by the masses. So when the two come together, it's gonna be really exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now with all this data being collected, I imagine that there are some vulnerabilities as well with regards to cybersecurity.
1: Oh, yeah, we hear these stories mainly around Christmas time, uh, databases being hacked. Target was a big story years ago. Amazon um, more recently with, you know, there's pros and cons of being really dependent on technology and with more and more of our lives being lived online, so to speak, shared personal data being shared online through our shopping habits or how we collect news then that allows hackers and individuals to access that data and use it for whatever purpose. And because this is something that's here and now and not going anywhere, um, companies have to make that more of a priority in protecting not only consumers' information, which we're seeing all these privacy laws being implemented, uh, in terms of sharing information across platforms, but also our personal information as it relates to our shopping and consumer and our purchasing habits. So I am not going to feel comfortable if I know that my credit card information is floating out there somewhere and someone's using it for their own personal purposes. But you also have individuals that are setting up fake sites, uh, fake shopping carts, and either they're posing as retailers and collecting money and not really delivering a product um, or they are pulling information from individuals bank accounts because they've collected that on the back end by hacking into someone's system. So big and small, it's an issue that is going to grow in terms of smaller companies and larger companies having to pay attention to it. It's something that we can no longer ignore. As entrepreneurs, especially. So I think it's something that should be adopted early on with any company um, that's starting and of course the bigger companies are implementing it across the board, but we see that they're vulnerable too. So cybersecurity is going to be something that is going to maintain a priority for all companies that are doing business online. I I feel
0: So let's push the envelope a little bit here uh, and let's talk about blockchain. Have you seen any interesting blockchain applications in fashion?
1: For those that know what blockchain is, we know that it allows the transparency of how a product is created from beginning to end and how information or um, resources are sourced and utilized and who's, who's sourcing it and who's uh, actually utilizing those resources. In fashion, it's giving transparency to the production cycle. It's answering those questions about social uh, responsibility as it relates to producing product and making sure that individuals aren't harmed along the way. It also allows for retailers to build trust with their customers if they can see that they've taken advantage of this um, application. For example, De Beers, one of the largest diamond manufacturers in the world, allows you to see what happens from when the diamond is dug up from the ground to when it reaches the consumer and so with diamonds and the controversy behind them that gives the consumer more peace of mind to know that this manufacturer that this brand has um, built that into their business model in terms of transparency and authenticity and and also ethical practices as it relates to delivering a, a quality product to the consumer And so blockchain technology is just at its very beginning uses in fashion. That's where we see it mainly. It it helps with identifying the originality of a product. It helps with cutting down on counterfeiting. It helps with um, uh, being uh, or social consciousness, you know, and answering those needs for the consumer. But I think that there's many ways that we can apply it and, you know, with the growth of cryptocurrency and the introduction through bitcoin um it's exciting to see where it can go
0: yeah and you know out of all the industries i think fashion is going to be one of the first ones to start implementing cryptocurrency and when it does it's going to explode (laughs) (laughs) exactly so nova what's next for fashion
1: oh wow there's so much um virtual reality and being able to uh overcome the obstacles as it relates to there from a technology perspective, will be extremely exciting to see where that goes. We also have the growth of um, fashion films and telling a story through a different medium, which has been primarily limited to behind the scenes videos, primarily um, in terms of photo shoots and those brands are able to afford to do on commercials, but now independent filmmakers are taking on fashion as a medium for filmmaking. We also see just the deeper growth of the technologies that we mentioned before and how companies are going to continue to implement that and not only through their online experiences, but through the uh, mobile apps that will be introduced into the marketplace, continuing, continually introduced in the marketplace developing and bridging um, more immersive experiences with social media. Uh, we have these pop-up retail shops that are allowing consumers to create these really cool backdrops for their photographs, but also at the same time, it's driving sales for those products that are being featured in the backdrop. So that's something really exciting is, is merging social media and commerce in a very unique way. We have the, uh, the reduction of, we touched on cryptocurrency, of course, and, and seeing what brands are able to bring that, develop their own and, and create a, uh, a consumer platform that keeps that person within that crypto world, um, that branded cryptocurrency for that, um, for that brand. That will be exciting. Um, robotics and fashion, wearable technology, continuing to create products that are design friendly but also functional from the technology side. One of the topics that people are talking about in the tech space is the launch of the 5G network. And within fashion, you have some brands that are trying to tackle the concern of the radio frequencies, uh, the exposure that we'll have to increase radio frequencies. And there are some fabrications that are being made to help combat our exposure, um, but none so much, none that are really exciting or um, from a design perspective that will be widely adapted by the mass. i'm
0: sure I'm sure it'll come eventually.
1: Yeah, no, it will, it will. So I think what we'll see more in the future again, are these technologists joining forces from the very beginning with the creatives, with the designers to create products that are design friendly for the consumer, but then also can increase efficiency, deliver a better experience, cut down costs, and maintain a more sustainable and ethical marketplace.
0: Well, we're certainly living in exciting times. Although one thing I have to say, robotics and fashion, that's a scary combination.
1: (laughs) Well, just autom- automating the production process. We know fashion is one of those dinosaur industries, and I personally um, am in love with handcrafted and handmade products. Um, but to satisfy the demand of you know growing consumer tastes, the automation is only going to help the industry. And just so knowing where to apply it and how to apply it is going to. Um, be exciting and to see that. And then you layer that with blockchain technology and uh, AR and VR. The sky is the limit.
0: For sure. So, Nova, how do people connect with you?
1: They can connect with me through rainmagazine.com, and that's rain with an E at the end. And I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm accessible there as well. And so uh, either through Rain or through LinkedIn, I think are the best ways to connect with me.
0: Great, and I'll post that to the show notes so people can just click on that and get right to you. Yes. Nova, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: Entrepreneurs that are also creatives tend to shy away from technology because they don't know it. And things that we don't know tend to scare us a little bit. I feel that it would only help young entrepreneurs to stay ahead of the trends as it relates to technology, how to apply it to their industry, how to develop a niche for themselves in the industry by utilizing the current technology that's out there to partner with a company, a software developer, that's hungry to understand the needs of the consumer through the eyes of the, of the designer or the creative that's putting the product in the marketplace. And so if more of us can have those dialogues, if more industries can merge from the onset with the intent to help the consumer and to deliver a better experience, um, the better. And so my parting words are to embrace technology, don't fear it. And for you know, more individuals that are creating the technology are really looking for creatives to help them deliver a better experience to the consumer and bring it to the marketplace in the, in the best use um, that's available. And so by coming together as individuals, that would allow that process to happen more
0: easily. Nova, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. I hope I was able to share some nuggets of information and wisdom.